Hey y'all, welcome to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. I'm excited today, my guest and I will discuss Mexico, makeup, and this trash election, honey. I'm your host, Jasmine W., and my guest today is a Kansas-born, Texas-raised, movie-loving makeup artist living here in LA. She spends her time perfecting her craft, beating faces, and is one-third of the Blackstalgia podcast. You can listen to the Blackstalgia podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google. You can also listen to another podcast she's on, When Cinephiles Attack. Um, Welcome my special guest, Carmela Diaz. Is Lalar. Why do I keep saying Lalar? It's Lawler. <laughs> anyway. It's okay. I get it all the time. It's two middle, it's two names. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Welcome. so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you on, Carmela. Okay, before we get started, let me just let y'all know y'all can follow her on Instagram at Mella underscore Bell, M-E-L-L-A underscore Bell. Tell me about both of your podcasts. So Black Soldier, um, it's a comedy podcast with my two friends that we are basically just shooting the shit um, from the Black perspective. So we talk about pop culture, we talk about a little bit of politics, we talk a lot about dating. So um, two guys, one girl, so that's also a really nice kind of mix in there. Yeah. Um, and so that one is actually, you can watch it on YouTube and this and also hear it on audio as well okay cool cool and then my other one so that was a movie podcast that's called when cinephiles attack and that is uh me and three other of my friends so we all love movies um but you don't always have the same opinion on movies with all your friends so we kind of get together we all watch the same movie before we record and then we get on the podcast and we fight about it so that's where the attack (laughs) part comes in um but it's all fun and games at the end of the the episode we probably really like either love or hate the movie so it's just fun to kind of hear us go on about that i love that i love the fact that you guys argue about movies it's it's so funny because i'm just like there's either two of us that have like conflicting or butting heads or there's two of us that are like no but we love this movie yeah yeah movies you know what i'm starting to i don't know if i'm getting a little old but i'm starting to enjoy watching movies a little bit more than i ever have just because i have a little bit more life experience you know yeah totally well one we don't have a lot to do at the moment so movies are what we have but on top of that yeah i totally feel that especially if you go back and watch a movie that you're like, I don't know if I liked it or I didn't get it. And you watch it now, you're like, damn, that really hit different. Okay, well, make sure y'all check out both Blackstalgia and When Cinephils Attack, both of her podcasts. We always start the episode with the quote of the day, and you know this quote um, because you chose it, Carmela. So it's, don't reach for normal, reach for better. Michelle Obama. What does this quote, to? what does this mean to you? So I started listening to the Michelle Obama podcast. I don't know if you've listened. It's so good. Like I, it's just, it gives me chills from being so good, but it also warms my heart. I don't know if you can have two at the same time, but it does. Um, And her podcast is very similar to yours. She brings on some of her favorite people. A lot of them are women. Um, And one of her first episodes, she it has this quote don't reach for normal reach for better 
And anytime she would say it, I was like, mm, yes. And I'm like, it just, it's a quote that works in everything that you, anything you're going through. So if you're dating and you're with this, you know, this bum ass dude and you're like, you know what? Let me not reach for normal. Let me dump him and go for better. Okay. Or, you know, or if you're in a job that you're like, I've been here, it's not, you know, elevating me in this capacity. It's like, let me get out of the normal. Let me go for better. And I feel like that just, it, that's why it hit so hard is because I always want to have that like in the back of my head, just being like, girl, don't, don't just get into the box. Don't stay in the normal, like reach for better always, no matter what you're doing. Yes. I love that. And you know what? Sometimes I be feeling like we are so hesitant to say, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do better. Like I'm trying to do more than that because of what other people might think or think that you bougie or think that you're stuck up, but no, like there's nothing wrong with being like, no, I deserve better than that. More. Right. It's like, as soon as someone tells me that, I'm just like, okay, how, how can I help? Yeah. Honestly, like, what do you need me to do for you that I can help you out with that? One thing I, um, okay, let me calm down. We're going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> y'all know I like to start uh, with random questions. It's going to help us, you and me, get to know Carmela a little bit more. Um, so the first qu- question that I have that is kind of random, but it's in relation back to your quote. It's what are you trying to be better at at the moment? Okay, so I have a chronic being late problem. Do yeah. you? Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm always on CP time, girl. I, not only Mexican CP time, but the black one too. So it's just a mess. I am late everywhere I go. And I tell myself, like this past uh, New Year's, it was my New Year's resolution to be late, to be 15 minutes early okay. everywhere. That did not happen. So it's a, it's a struggy I'm working on. But hold on, we've been in lockdown all, like where are you late to at this point? zoom meetings no I don't know it's like it's something that I totally didn't get to work on because I was in lockdown for months so when I finally went back to work it made it even harder because I'm like damn now I gotta get into a routine and I gotta it so that's something that I'm always trying to get better at I can't not I can't tell you why um I feel like I'm sitting at my bed and I'm doing my makeup, you know, I, I see the time and I'm like, okay, I got 15 minutes. All right, let me do this. And then here I am doing a full beat and I'm like, why, why had 15 <laughs> minutes? And then I'm, I'm going 60 in the 40, like barely getting to work on time. Okay, Carmela, I have to tell you, girl, I'm the same way, girl. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I feel you. I'd be like, okay, girl, you got you got an hour. I would turn on a little YouTube. If I got an hour, honey, I'll turn on a little YouTube video. Get my makeup out. Text. Let me look at Twitter real quick. Girl. It's like an hour. You told me I have an hour? Ooh, I got eight hours now. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Like, I'm all, I don't... I don't know who I think I am. I don't... I just... Time is a, a construct at that point. Like, you know what I think? I think when I envision myself getting older yeah I was like oh I'm just I'm gonna be on time everywhere older people are always like 15 minutes early but that hasn't hit that is it's not here yet no you gotta schedule your you have to if the thing that I've learned like I'm on time and you know I don't want to say this is it's, it's 
I almost hesitate to say this out loud. Say it. But when I really value you and your time, I'm on time. You know, like when it's something important, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. If, if I'm not, I'm like, oh, this ain't really no big deal, honey. I'm 30 minutes late. Yeah, I'll, I'll stroll in. I'll be cute. <laughs> I'm going to stroll in. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, okay. Well, my next random question for you is you're half Mexican, half black, right? Do your families get along? They do. Um, so I'm, I'm from a small family, like my Mexican side. So when I go visit home, which is Texas, it's just my grandma my mom, my brother, uh, his girlfriend and his baby, or he's not a baby anymore. He's eight. Um, but mm-hmm. it's just a small knit family. And I don't see much of my black side a lot because they are still in Kansas and kind of smattered around the U S. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a lot of like to get like families conjoining together. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we get along. There's, we don't fight too much. There's, the dynamics pretty because we haven't we don't see each other so often so when I do see that um my dad's side of the family yeah it's always just like like excitement and catching up and pictures because we probably haven't seen each other in five plus years yeah at the time yeah so yeah we get along it's always just like laughter and food and cutting up and so it's it yeah we do yeah the reason I asked I'm from Texas right Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And old people can be not as accepting, you know? So it doesn't matter if you're old. It doesn't matter if you're old and black, old and white, you're old and Mexican. Like your great, your grandmama probably is like, uh, you dating a black dude or you dating a white person? Uh-uh, you need to date a Mexican person. Everybody's grandparents are like that, you know? Right. Um, but I grew up in Texas and I, you know, I was just friends with a lot of Mexican people growing up. That's just like your black friends in Texas. Um, so I thought, you know, like, okay, I've dated a Mexican dude before and like way, way back in the day, but my nephew's 20 and he was dating a girl and she was Mexican and he kind of was dating her. They were in like the end of their high school era and, um, he was noticing like she would come over at my parents' house all the time. Like she would ha- come around and he wouldn't really go around her family. And then she found out, oh, my family don't want me dating a black dude. And he was like, what? Like you have to, he's like, you have to like either tell them or we're not gonna, we can't really be together. Yeah, how are we gonna dodge that? Like that's a big thing. Yeah, and he ended up breaking up with her because she was just like, no, I'm not gonna tell them. And I was like, is this still a thing? Like, I, oh, I, yeah. I understand your uh, abuelita, your grandmama, but I get it. Just look, keep her in the corner, honey. She don't even have to say nothing. <laughs> but your parents? Like, come on, you know? So I just wonder, you know, I'm going to ask her if her family gets along. Yeah, I've as far as, like, dating outside of my race, races, it's never been really an issue. I mean... My grandma talks shit about anything, you know, yes. like no matter what, like you said, she'd be like, oh, like I, I remember dating this guy and he had a, a beard and long hair and she was just like, well, when is he cutting it? I'm like, he's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's, you know, I'm like, this ain't 1956. Like, <laughs> Car- Carmela, my grandma w- would have asked him. Oh, no. Th- yes. She's like. <laughs> come here when are you cutting it like let's set the appointment together I'm like please please don't leave him alone you know what I mean like like, like you're not dating him grandma I am right 
leave him alone. Yeah. So I've, but I have a lot of friends. A lot of my friends from Texas are all Mexican. So I've had that situation where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, dating a black guy or dating, especially like maybe a white guy. Yeah. A black guy, not so much, but a white guy. It's like, oh, (laughs) no. I mean, you could date him for fun, but when it comes time (laughs) to having babies, this ain't it, you know? Um, Yeah. And and, married and stuff like that. Yeah, which is crazy to think that that's still ideals. Like, it's just like a traditional ideal. And I'm like, no, this is, this is not good anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, it never was, but especially now. Especially now. Yeah. And it, it, it's always crazy to me because my family and like most of the black people and most of the Mexican people that I knew and grew up with, and those were the main groups of people that I hung up with, hung out with growing up, is their family accepted anybody. So it's like, how are we going to go through all that shit and just forgive y'all, but y'all really can't even accept us? You know, like I don't, I never understood that. Right. It just makes no sense. Okay, well, keeping on the theme of family, I would love to know what meal reminds you of home, especially because you grew up, you live in LA, you grew up in Texas, you're from Kansas. So what meal reminds you of like being at home? So I um, am very picky with my enchiladas. So honestly, I won't eat them unless they're my grandma's. Like dead ass. I will not order them at a restaurant. I like if somebody made them for me, of course, but I will never go out of my way to find them because my grandma makes them so specific that I, that's it. That's it for me. What's so good about your grandma's recipe? It's, I don't know. Like, I can't even tell you. It's the way it, so she uses flour tortillas, Uh which is not common when it comes to enchiladas. Usually they're made with corn. Usually they're made with like, um, shredded beef or chicken yeah. so she uses ground beef in hers okay um and the sauce there's like a sauce to it that even if I wanted to emulate it forget it I'm not a cook so it would already be <laughs> messed up in that aspect but there's something in the sauce that just oh my god I eat like four at a time girl it is so good you know what no I, I'm not even gonna let you slide on this Carmela. you have to learn how to make them I do. I have to because my mom knows, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's got to pass down to me. Yeah. And I got to make it for my boo one day. I don't know. Now, do you eat your mom's enchiladas? So they make them together. Okay. Okay. So I grew up with them making them together, but it's like, obviously from my grandma to my mom and now they make them. But it's so funny because like going back to my grandma talking shit, like my mom will make them and she'll you know, make them for my grandma. My grandma will be like, oh, well, these are good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Like, damn, it was not, it's not your recipe, huh, Graham? She's like, it's not, but they're all right. <laughs> They'll do. They'll do. Yeah. The thing that I miss, okay, I'm, you know, I'm from Texas, so I like Tex-Mex, but, um, I'm sorry, like tamales in LA are not the same. I haven't had a good tamale yet. Not it. They're mm. not it. That's not what it is. Cause in Texas, they're delicious. Delicious. You just sit at the table, you just unroll a pack. You just go. Ciao. <laughs> I, I, 
there have been every time my dad or my mom works somewhere there's always a Mexican lady be like I'll make you some oh yeah God blesses us in that way I don't know she just always end up sitting next to my parents and I was like oh, I'll make you some I'll be like when can we get some when is, when is she coming around <laughs> Oh my gosh. So a good tamale reminds me of, of Texas. Yeah, that's a, ooh, I can't wait. I'm going back for New Year's. So I know that they'll still be around. Yeah. Like, what part of Texas did you grow up in? So I grew up in Laredo, okay. which is right on the border. But now my family lives in Austin. Cool. Okay, well, you are a makeup artist. Um, yes. One thing I wanted to ask you is what foundation do you use? Right now, I feel like as of recent, I've been going really light. And you can ask anybody who knows me, they're like, you know, Carmela, she does a full beat. She does full foundation every single time. I wanted to cover up all my sins, all my pores. <laughs> but going into quarantine, I'm like, for what? For who? Yeah. You know, for myself, sure. But I, I don't want to sit on the sofa with the full face. I, let me let the skin breathe. Yeah. So I surprisingly got into tinted moisturizer which is right shocker huge um because i was always like tinted moisture doesn't do anything doesn't cover shit it's like just it's just moisturizer with a little bit of tint yeah. yes but I, i've just bought my skincare game and so i've been doing that i also love if you haven't tried bite beauty has this um micellar foundation okay so good um it's not as sheer as a tinted moisturizer okay so it's perfect if you want a little bit more coverage and it builds so if you want that lightweight kind of every day in the house or on zoom or whatever but if you want to build it it builds so you can go full face with it so i'll do that and then i'll do a makeup forever powder on top but hold on, what is a micellar foundation? Because when we think of micellar, we think of cleansing. Yeah, so this one has like the same as a micellar technology. So you know how micellar has like that oil to it, but it doesn't leave your skin oily, it leaves it oh, hydrated. Okay. So it's the same type of thing. Um, so Bite Beauty is also a clean line. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like, breaking out or it irritating you so I, I mean I love that give that to me yeah I love bite beauty I have a bunch of their lipsticks mm. but I've never tried any of their other makeup yeah so this is new so this came out I think like this year yeah and I hadn't tried it and I tried it recently and I was like oh yes it's exactly what I wanted it to be interesting okay i need to try it okay i'm a makeup junkie too and i actually did makeup in college i see those brows girl they're girl. fire you see Ooh. you didn't I see, see you. yep yep first thing i clocked <laughs> so okay i okay, when you do your full face the world is back open what foundation do you use I love Huda Beauty foundations. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's full coverage. I'm talking about full. But what I like about it is like, I'll do a full coverage, but I don't want it to look like I'm wearing like a cake face. Yeah. So I love that about that because it, you don't have to use a lot to be full coverage. Yeah. Um, And it is kind of dewy and not completely matte. So right in the middle. 
and I'm not incredibly oily, so I don't like to be like really, really matte. I kind of just want it to look like skin. Yeah. So I get that from that foundation. I took that foundation to Vegas, girl, and she stayed on. She yeah. stayed on in the club, threw a few shots, yeah. through bottle service. She was with me. Wow. You know, I don't know. Okay, this is my first time meeting Carmela. Asked her to be on the podcast. This is our first time talking. I don't know why, girl. I, we could have fun in Vegas. I already we know. We could. I feel like I know you. This is the first time I met you. It's not even in person. I'm like, what you doing next weekend, girl? I know. <laughs> I know she would be fun in Vegas, honey. That's I love Vegas too. I love Vegas, man. <laughs> it's just I feel like when I go there, you're in a different world. Yeah. You know what I mean. All your inhibitions just. Whew. Yes. You know what I mean. And it's about just really not giving a damn about what else is happening and just being in the moment and having fun. Exactly. So, all right, y'all, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Carmela about a makeup trend that she wished that y'all would stop doing. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I am here with Carmela. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at Mella, M-E-L-L-A underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Now, before we left, we were talking about makeup. Um, and as a makeup artist, I'd love to know, what is one trend that you keep seeing online, you know, that people, or you see in person as a makeup artist that you wish that people would just stop doing? Baking. Mm. I hate it so much. <laughs> it does nothing for you. It does nothing for you. I will say, let's say I talk to 10 people a day at work. Yeah. Nine out of 10 people will be like, well, my under eyes are creasing and I've been putting loads of powder underneath. I don't understand. It's I'm like, let me, powder. let me run back the sentence you just told me. You've been putting loads of powder under your eyes. We don't have pores under our eyes. We there's nowhere for that powder to go but to crumble up within itself yeah so baking is a trend i get it i get the whole thing behind it but when when uh youtube stars are doing it it looks great on camera yeah and that's the thing behind it is like it's a camera technique it's something that i I put, you know, I'll pack on the powder if I know that I'm going to be on camera. Right. But if I'm going out with my friends or on a date or whatever, and I have just as much powder on, no, those oils are going to come through. Yeah. It's going to look a hot mess. Um, get you some Laura Mercier secret brightening powder for under the eye. Yes. Pop that on with a little, a little brush. Yes. Go, sis. That's it. Yeah, I just I cannot wait for baking to just stop. Yeah. And baking also is really cute when you're 18 or 19. But honey, when you turn 30, you look a mess. Mm -hmm. It's not <laughs> it. The and I've seen it where, you know, girls like want to do the kind of like cut underneath the bronzer. Yeah. And I'm like, Mama, you have to blend that out. Otherwise, you just look like you have a white and a brown line. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you got to blend. And 
there is a there are makeup there are uh, reasons why techniques were invented and that cut below is a drag technique exactly a lot of people don't know like shout out to the queens for bringing that to the forefront but that's not an everyday thing that is an on stage far away thing exactly my point baking is it's a technique for a stage for a camera but it's not an everyday thing that hmm. yeah just just set down the baking powder whatever you're using let's let's stop mm, well she got y'all together really quick um <laughs> Well, you know, I'm so excited to step into some trending topics with you because I think these are good and we're going to have a good conversation regarding these. Okay, the first one is Drake. Everybody loves Drake. Drake has a new album coming out in January 2021. He also also recently mentioned on a a song that he dated SZA. Mm -hmm. To be honest, Carmela, I ain't like that. Okay. I have my own reasons for why I didn't like it. Um, but I, I wanted to know from you is, do you think he was child, clout chasing when he mentioned Susan that the fact that he used to date her in 08? Or do you think that his mentioning of her was valid and it's just like him just stating a moment that happened in his life in regards to his dating experience? I don't know, because it's like clout chasing. You're Drake. What are you chasing at this point? Mm. You know what I mean? Um it's a it's that weird like thing in hip-hop where you know people shout each other out and you're like two years later they have like complete beef or they're not together (laughs) and you're like what was the point in that you know um so I don't know like I don't know if it was kind of like a shout out to help SZA out because maybe she's not as popular as Drake is see I had the opposite opinion okay let's hear it SZA (laughs) I love her, okay? I love her so much. Her music is, her first album was iconic. She's starting to really, really create a legendary name and status for herself. Not to mention the fact that if you look at how SZA used to look and how she looks now, she like works out. She's completely like changed her image. She's sexy now. She's not just like that underground creative girl. And I kind of feel like if Sizzle didn't have her abs popping right now, if she wasn't half naked in her video showing y'all her body, that Drake would not be calling her out on the song and say, saying that she used to date her in 08. Honey, if that was 10 years ago. Why are you bringing this up? That's what I'm saying. What are you, so? <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> we are in 2020, sir. And then what? I was like, Oh, eight, like you really, first of all, both of y'all looked a mess in 08. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just kind of felt like, man, leave SZA alone. Like, Let we her don't do her own thing. Yeah, she's popping now and you want to bring her up, you know? I don't know. I just, that annoyed me. I don't know. Maybe I took it too personal. No, it, it's like one of those things where you're listening and you're just like, why? why for what yeah i don't know i honestly i can't get in the head of him <laughs> so it's it's um it's exactly that like she's popping now you wanted to shout her out yeah thinking what i have no idea she's gonna be like oh hey drake you know let's let's go for drinks again what no she's yeah. on her own shit it's kind of like People, like, I actually, what made me put it on the podcast is my husband was like, 
yeah, uh, you know, Drake's popping, you know, SZA, she, you know, she probably needs a shout out. And I was like, think about somebody you used to date in 08. Right. Mentioning you today. Isn't that stupid? Yeah. It's like, why are you bringing me up? Like, I have not thought about you in, I don't know how long. That part. I just really don't. Like, no matter if you're a celebrity or not, haven't thought about you. Time has gone by. That is it. <laughs> Shout out to SZA because I don't want anybody to think um, that SZA needed that. She didn't. She's fine. Um, okay. Well, the next topic that I wanted to ask you about is the Selena series. Yes. It's going to be on Netflix December the 4th. You being Texas raised, first of all, from Laredo, honey, um, and also being a half Mexican, like what impact did Selena have on you like growing up as a girl? Yeah. So, uh, to plug a podcast real quick. So yeah. we actually do, um, we talk about Selena on when cinephiles attack. So we, uh, we totally like dissect the movie and just talk about our thoughts on it. But, yeah. um, one of my co-hosts talks about how the speech in the movie, Selena, she, uh, Abraham's talking about being Mexican-American, right? Mm-hmm. And to plug back to what you were saying, like watching this movie now as an adult, yeah, that speech hit so different to me because he's mm-hmm. talking about like, you got to be Mexican-American, you know, you got to be, you got to know, like, you got to have the rice and the beans and then you got to have, you know, like he's talking about all these things we you both have. And I, I see that, but I also have like the black side too. Yeah watching that movie it was it's also like a very warm feeling for me because mm-hmm. being from texas like you've seen the movie she goes to the river walk and you're like i've been there it's just like it feels like home yeah and selena herself i didn't really start listening to her music and or i guess knowing about her until about middle school yeah um and, and so it was like at every dance, it was on ev- every wedding. I mean, it's not a party unless you're hearing bitty bitty bom bom. Like you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and everyone knows that whether you're black, white, whatever. So everyone knows who Selena is and she's incredibly influential. I was just watching the concert, her last concert with my friends and we're just sitting there sobbing. And it's not necessarily because she's passed away, but it's yeah. because you're watching such an incredible performance. Yeah. And this is, you know, in the 90s before we had the smoke and mirrors of what performances are today. You know, it's, she's doing her own choreo. She only has yep. two backup dancers. She's taking like a five minute break on stage. Yeah. Um, you see her red lipstick on the mic. So it's just, everything is so organic and, there's not, like I said, a lot of smoke and mirrors where like she steps backstage and she's getting a whole outfit change. It's like, nope, yeah. this is my one outfit. Maybe I'll take off my little jacket, but I'm gonna keep dancing until you got your money's worth and that's it. And there's something so mesmerizing about that. Yeah. That I think that's what what we all still love about Selena. And even when we listen to her music, it's it's you hear the love in her songs because it's yeah, not yeah. incredibly it's not auto-tunes she, mm. you know, she wrote her all, her own songs um and you hear all of that so it's just it goes right to your heart when you're listening to it 
Yeah. I feel like as a girl, I, I feel like I didn't hear, uh, know about Selena that much until like fifth grade, inter- entering into middle school. Right. But it was like, it, it actually like immersed me into like uh, Mexican culture a bit more. Like I, she's like one of the main reasons I wanted to s- start speaking Spanish. Like Spanish was my minor in college. I can't speak oh, a lick wow. of it now. Yeah, I can't speak Spanish now because I moved to San Francisco. Then I didn't have no Mexican friends at all once I moved away from Texas. But like I was like, oh, my God, look at her. Like she's beautiful. She's speaking Spanish in her songs. I want to know what she's saying. Like everything about her was just mesmerizing. It was kind of like um, I hate to compare her to somebody else, but it's it's kind of like the black community feels about Aaliyah. Yeah, kind of like it's a that. great comparison. You know, it's like that right angelic, like gone before her time, but had the ability to like be one of the biggest stars in the world. But Selena was just that, and it's just like, dang, I can't wait to see the Netflix um, series about her. Yeah, I'm for that. I'm. I'm excited because in the movie, we have two hours. It's her whole life packed into the movie. Yeah. So we get, you know, what we can from it. Um, but with the show, we're going to be able to, like, feel like we're spending time with the family and, like, with her and mm-hmm. unpack it a little bit. So I'm excited, honestly. Me I've too. been, it because it was supposed to be out, I think, already, but it got pushed. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, shout out to Selena. Uh, we will be watching that. I need to do that on my YouTube channel, honey, because we need to sit down and talk about that. Um, all right, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break. The last one of the episode, when we come back, we're going to talk about how Carmela feels about the temperature of politics and uh, right now in the middle of the election. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I just want to say, if you've listened to the podcast before and you love it, make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple um, or on Google or on Spotify, okay? And if it's not five stars, honey, keep it to yourself. Um, The last topic on trending topics that I wanted to talk to you about, okay, today is 11-4. We don't have a president. Well, we don't have a new president. We don't have a president. You said it. Uh, you know what, Carmela, being half black, half Mexican, seeing the numbers that are rolling in for Trump, you know, um, in the numbers for Biden and everything else, how are you feeling? Like, how does that make you feel as a woman from both cultures who are who, you know, feel discrimination at the highest rate? It's honestly scary. I feel like I've been scared for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just been this, um, especially yesterday, I think just like sitting and like listening to the news all day. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be super honest. I'm not someone that constantly watches the news mm-hmm. because it's just, it's, you can't, you, you know, you get your information you take it and then you go. Um, but I think watching the numbers yesterday where it was just like every 30 minutes to an hour, it was just like something new. Um, And I was sitting with my roommate and she kind of had like the live feeds going and she's like, 
dude, like, because we were watching uh, when Texas was getting their numbers. And yeah. where I'm from, it's 95%, I would say, as far as like 97% Mexican. Mm-hmm. And we kept talking about how, like, they are actually for Trump. And it's incredibly disheartening. It, it's just, it, it, ha- it makes no sense to me. There's, n- I want to, like, sit with somebody and maybe if I was a different person, because I think I would probably get too heated, but yeah. I want to know why. Because Trump is not for our people. Yeah. Mexican, Black, anyone that looks like us not for it and he's it's not someone that he's been like behind the shadows talking about he's been incredibly upfront with and women as well so it's just it's mind-boggling um I feel scared I feel sad about it because I think you can't talk those people into thinking differently yeah and that's that's the sad part about it for me is that their mind is completely made up so you mean to tell me, hold on, hold on. Cause I'll be honest, I don't know where Laredo is on the map, but when I was looking at the numbers coming in from last night, I know if you look at the very tip of Texas, like the very bottom on the left side, it was a little bit blue. But are you saying that Mexican people in Laredo are from are for Trump? Yeah, so I, yeah. I was really surprised because at the final count, I think it was the blue. And that's where Laredo is. So I was like, oh my God, thank God. You know, um, but I mean, when he first got elected, they greeted him with open arms. Mm -hmm. They had, I'm not sure if it was exactly a rally there, but he was there, he spoke, they were so excited. And Laredo is, I always say, a big town with small minds. I love, I love my city. I enjoy going back there I have people I love there still but I would never move there the ideals and it's just it's like a bubble yeah um and so I think you know you get somebody of of clout or of celebrity to go there whether no matter what their views are people are going to cling to that yeah and that's exactly what he did he went into the city he figured that out they were like oh my god he's here he came to help us you know he has all these quote-unquote good things to say but they're not really looking at the bigger picture they're really thinking like he just came here for us and yeah he'll get my vote yeah um and it's just like no what about everything else that he's done or not done yeah um and it's also like i have family like one of my uncles black man voting for Trump and he will sit here and write a four page paper as to why he is. And I'm like, but you do see yourself when you look in the mirror every morning, right? Yeah. What? I can't even understand it. Like my grandma is 85 years old and she supports Trump. How can you have seen everything that you've seen? Yeah in the world, in your life? How can you have picked cotton as a young girl Yeah, and still have the nerve because he a Christian? Girl, what? No, yes. he not, first of no, all. No, he's not. No, he isn't. You know, and it's just crazy to me too because it's not even actually about, for me, it's not actually about Trump, him as a person. It's about everything that comes along with him. And the way 
and the way people feel emboldened to be racist and, you know, commit racist acts against black people the way the police feel emboldened. It's just that. Right. That that and that's what it is for me too. It's just like, you know, he was kind of the catalyst for all of these undercover racists to be like, you know what? I'm coming yeah. out. I'm here. Like this is what I've been waiting for. Yes. And that's why, I mean, everything has gone to shit in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it's a scary time. It's a, it's a stressful time. I feel like it's been that for a while. Yeah. What do you think about, like, what if uh, Trump is elected again? You know, how are, how are you going to, like, we made it through this four years, but, you know, how do you think you are going to hold up over the next four years or what what do you think you're going to do to make it through honestly I thought I was going to wake up today with like a CNN CNN update and being like Trump reelected and I was just I was like I don't want to just look at my phone yeah I don't I don't know there I remember when he first got elected I was sitting in the room with my three so my three gay best friends mm-hmm. um one of them is disabled one of them is Mexican one of them is black and when he came on stage and was elected the the feeling in that room was dark it was mm. melancholy it was cold it was like we're all sitting here together and I've never felt more apart in in that sense yeah. um and that feeling has just been kind of like the underlying feeling for since he's been in in the white house you know and i don't know if that's something that i could shake if he gets reelected again yeah and i feel like us living in la we're kind of in a bubble mm-hmm. because we don't necessarily see like bumper stickers and you know people for trump so it's like I'm in a bubble. I'm kind of like talking to like-minded people, yeah. but I don't know what, I don't know how that'll look if there's four more years of this. Yeah. To be honest, Carmela, I'm side-eyeing everybody. All the like-minded people, if you ain't, I'm sorry, honey, if you're not uh, Black, I'm looking at you sideways. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of y'all said, oh, y'all don't support Trump and all of that, but look at the numbers. Right. How can that be? A lot of y'all cap. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, so when we were having that discussion, you actually weren't on my same. Okay. You weren't on my same wavelength. Got it. Okay. Yes, okay. So, oh, okay. So you lying. I'm looking at everybody mm. sideways. Like, right. Mm-mm, don't believe you. Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, I read this thing that was like, uh, if we don't have like the same opinions or we're not voting for the same person, can't we still get along? No, (laughs) no, we cannot. No, no. Girl, it's you against my uterus. No. Period. Literally. Not gonna do it. No. (sighs) Well, listen, um, I'm glad we got that out. We'll see what happens. Pray for me and Carmela. at the end of the episode we always give advice to uh somebody who hits me up on instagram tiktok or even youtube this person is from tiktok they said i'm a 23 year old woman 
who just got out of a relationship that broke my heart, my heart, what advice do you have for me for moving on? What would you say? Girl, 23, you are so young. I feel I'm, I'm 30 now. And if I look back at my 23 year old self, I am a different, better person. Mm. I, it's hard because you're going through it right now. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So yes, have your days where you're sad, but like learn about yourself and know that at the end of the day, you only need you. You don't need another person mm. um, to be better. You have to be completely 100 with yourself to find another person because you want that person to be your partner. You don't want it to be your everything. Um, so it's like, you're tw- yeah, you're 23, you're going through it that's totally fine, but don't think that this is the end of the world. It's not, I promise, there are, to give you the classic more fish in the sea, but there is, there totally (laughs) is, and they are better, they are bigger, they are prize winners. So yeah, don't, don't stay in that like mindset for too long because there's so much more out there. If I look back at my 23 year old self, I say, girl, you a bad bitch. Why are you worried about this? Right. There, yeah, just, mm-mm, he was not right. even worth it. Not, not even, you know. Um, one thing my dad always used to say growing up is in a year, you won't even know that man. Whether you know of him, you, like you literally won't even know him. He was wrong about my husband, but everybody else, he was right about. You know, so in this case, you won't even know him in a year. It's not even a big deal. Um, so true. He's just going to be just not even a uh, a post-it on your book okay that's it that's gonna be it you're oh that oh yeah okay i remember him yep mm-hmm. that is so crazy too like i've heard somebody say like if you were write a, to write a book about your life that person think about how many pages he would take up in your whole life whole life maybe you're at 23 yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so okay Carmela well listen we have covered so much in this episode if you didn't learn four or five or six different things I don't know you weren't listening you need to go back (laughs) Uh, I'd love for you to tell people how they can keep up with you if you have something coming up tell us so that you know let us know what 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 are you up to so you can always find me on my Instagram at Melabel um i also have a makeup page so if you want to follow me there and see my looks you totally can that is at face by mella um so i have all my clients on there if you want your face be hit me up there as well um i am on the black saja podcast on youtube every thursday so if you're listening to this and you don't know how to look and you're very interested you can see my face on there um and then every Monday on When Cinephiles Attack and we can talk movies and shoot the shit on there. Yes, I'm going to make sure I subscribe on YouTube to Black Saudia too because I haven't done that and watch you guys. And thanks so much for being on the show, Carmela. If you love the podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the platform you're listening right now and tell somebody about the show. Don't be selfish, okay? And if you like Black Nostalgia, tell somebody at the sh- about the show, okay? And if you like when Cinefields attack, yep, you know what to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
tell a friend. Um, you can follow Colored Couch Conversations on Instagram as well, at Colored Couch Conversations. And you can watch the show on my YouTube. That's Comedian Jasmine W on YouTube, spelled J-A-Z-M-Y-N. Thanks to my dad. And thanks to Carmela for being on the show. Thanks for having me, girl. It was a blast. It was fun. <laughs>